Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, metalheads, after going to a rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. Yeah! Holy shit. What an awesome week it has been. Another week. You know, I feel like the road crew sometimes. Like, another town, another place. and You know, like, another show, another face. You know, fuck, man. Like... It things have been really good lately for 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 me, and I, I've been digging that a lot. And I hope things have been good for you. Like, you know, I've been really fucking broke lately, but you know, it's been some of the best times of my fucking life. Like hanging out with people, talking with people. Just like I had this conversation the other day with uh, Scott from uh, uh, Eulogy and Blood, and we were on the phone for like a fucking hour. Just bullshitting, and, you know, and it was cool, you know, we were talking about times of old, and, like, fucking, it's like, hey, do you remember this guy, and these bands, and, and it was totally fun stuff, and I, I told, I just dig it, man, like, you know, I always have wanted to put together a, a Louisville archive, uh, of, like, Louisville metal from, like, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and now. You know, just like all of it. I've wanted to do like this whole big thing. And I do have a lot of stuff. I do have a lot. But like I I want so much fucking more. You know, Louisville Rock, Louisville Metal from like back in the day. I want to I wanna hear the things that, you know, that my, my friends' bands and shit like that, you know, that I didn't get a chance to before, you know, I was actually in the scene kind of thing. So if you are a scene archivist or something like that, hook uh, hook me up, you know. Let's talk about that shit. I love it. I think it kicks fucking ass. But anyways, you know, what the fuck? I, I'm i getting, like, tangenty all of a fucking sudden. Here we already are a couple of minutes into this thing, and I haven't even told you that today's episode is a fucking awesome, mind-blowing episode because it is another first here in the Metal Forge. We have our first Finnish band here in the Metal Forge this week, and they are called Vansidian. And they are from Tempur, uh, Picar, uh, Picarma. I can't even say it, man. See, like, but they're from Finland, uh, from 2017, and some awesome dudes are coming onto the show here, like Yuha and Maddie. They're going to be here on the line with us momentarily. And they're talking about their new album, Reflecting the Shadows, which comes out today. By the time you might listen to this, it could be three or four days ago. You know, but as this show is being published, it is the day of release, 519 of 23. Holy shit, man. Like, I can't believe it's already 2023 that, like, you know, it just seems like yesterday I was doing this show for the first time in the podcast form, the podcast days of the of the Metal Forge, and it was just so much like, you know, like, who's going to be next? Who's going to be next? Who's going to be next? Holy shit, I landed these guys. That's holy fucking, ah, oh, that's totally fucking awesome. And, like, and it is great, and it is fun, and I love doing this show, and I love bringing in people like Jason with the Heavy Metal Wasteland and teaming up with him with Flamekeeper. It's just 
Flamekeeper has been fucking awesome. It has been giving me something to look forward to each and every week and month and everything else. You know, whether it be one of Jason's unsleeved videos or whether it be a Metal Forged unsleeved. I just, I love it. It has been super fucking fun. Like, completely rad fucking times. And, you know, we're actually going to try and implement a real schedule starting in June. So, uh, the new, like, Flame Keeper release schedule will be the first Tuesday of every month will be a new episode of The Alehorn with Jason Gardner. And the third Tuesday of every month will be a new episode of The Mudhorn with myself and Jason Gardner. Uh, obviously, every Friday will be a new episode of The Metal Forge. Uh, that's not going to change. We're still going to be every Friday of a new release. And obviously, you know, Jason will still put out his Heavy Metal Wasteland segments and such. And we will be checking in with him momentarily. Uh, the second Saturday of the month will be Jason Gardner's Unsleeved on, on his YouTube channel, on the Elhorn Flamekeeper channel. And on the fourth Saturday of the month. We are going to have the Metal Forge Unsleeved videos on the Metal Forge uh, YouTube channel. Which, those have been really fucking rad to do, you know. The first episode I did was over patches, and then I did Mission Control here. And then I did, like, some Mail Day stuff, you know, where I got some pretty cool stuff from, you know, like, Joe at Shade Beast and, and, and stuff like that. And it was totally fucking rad. And now, this next one that I'm going to be doing next uh, for Memorial Day weekend is actually going to be over um, this uh, this awesome record store I went to over, over this past weekend. Uh, Catacomb Records in Dayton, Ohio. Kettering, Dayton area. So, I'll talk more about that on the Unsleeved episode that comes out the 27th. I believe is when it's going to come out. So if you're a Patreon member, you might be able to get it uh, a little bit early, a couple of days early for sure. So, uh, which is all awesome. Uh, Patreon.com slash flamekeeper. Now, you know, let's go ahead and check in with Jason Gardner in the heavy metal wasteland. Welcome back to the Wasteland. Hope everyone's been well since last we spoke. My band has made it back from our Kentucky and Indiana um, outing uh, a couple weekends ago, or a few weekends ago. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I had a good time. I think everyone else did too. thought we did pretty good. Uh, we had someone uh, buy all of our releases and want us to sign them. To me, that's a sign of success, um, that you've done something right. So uh, hopefully we'll get back up there in the somewhat near future, you know, on down the road. And 24 and 25, uh, you, you never know what's going to pop up. And when you're a band that has limited uh, weekends to get away because of family duties and work and stuff like that, etc. Um, the allure of uh, undiscovered territory is always uh, the most alluring. But, you know, familiar ground is always uh, good too because you know what to expect and you can uh, build on it. So we will see what happens in the future. But uh, this week, um, I want to tell you about three releases that I have been listening to. 
Uh, seems that uh, the hype for 72 seasons died down uh, a lot quicker than uh, most people thought. Uh, oddly enough, it debuted at number two on the charts, um, and the sales were only like 146,000, which seemed really, really low. And then I seen the second week, it dropped all the way down to 14, so uh, this album lost steam pretty quick, uh, which was pretty surprising. But that allowed uh, some other releases to uh, come up to the surface for air, and I'm going to tell you about them right now. So the first one uh, is one that I had no idea even existed until um, one of my guitar players in the band told me about it. And it's the Dave Lombardo solo album called Rites of Percussion. Um, it's 35 minutes, it's pretty quick. Uh, it's supposed to be listened to as one track, but it's split up around 12 tracks. Uh, so if one section uh, you know, isn't cutting it for you, you can always uh, skip ahead. But uh, it's pretty good, man. I have to say, uh, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot except for um, you know some drumming. But uh, it's real different than what I anticipated. There's a lot of like Latin um, influence stuff in it, which obviously because he's Cuban makes a lot of sense. But uh, there's some thrashy moments in it too. You know, nothing too crazy. Uh, nothing like you know Angel of Death style Slayer uh, stuff. Uh, although a couple fills you know probably could have made it on that album or any other Slayer album for that matter. If you're curious about it, uh, I would highly recommend it at least once. It's not something I would listen to all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I probably won't listen to it again for a long, long time because, you know, I'm just drums isn't really my thing. But uh, it was cool to hear a master just, uh, you know, do his thing with uh, nothing else. Except for like a really light uh, synth track in the back to fill in some gaps and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's called Rights of Percussion, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably out on all formats, but I listened to it on YouTube uh, because it had the gapless uh, playback, so it was just one solid track. So the next one uh, I've been listening to is the new Enforcer called Nostalgia, or as the singer overpronunciates it, Nostalgia, um, which kind of gets my nerves, but that's okay. He's Swedish. I guess uh, English really isn't his, uh, you know, main language. But, um, so this is getting back to the Enforcer that I really uh, discovered and fell in love with. Uh, the last album uh, really didn't do it for me. Uh, there were some good songs. Uh, I appreciated it for what it was, but it wasn't the Enforcer that did the From Beyond album, which is my favorite album of theirs. And this is more in line with, with that, for sure. So, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, this album uh, rips pretty hard. Uh, some of the vocals are, you know, kind of iffy for me, but um, overall, I can't really complain. Uh, it's definitely a much uh, better offering than the last uh, album. It's always a good thing when uh, you're a fan of a band and they put out something that you approve of. And I would recommend picking this one up if you've heard any of their other stuff. Uh, it's probably one of their uh, better albums in their uh, discography. So the last one I want to tell you guys about is the legendary new wave of British heavy metal band, Tigers of Pantang. They are back with a new album called Bloodlines, and uh, it's pretty good. It's um, it's not as good as their early offerings, like in their heyday, but it's not bad for what it is. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how much longer I will listen to it. Uh, I've listened to it about uh, eight times now, and it's kind of wearing a welcome out in a way to where I'm kind of losing interest in it. So um, definitely worth a few listens, uh, for sure. I don't think I would buy this on vinyl or anything. I'm not that crazy about it. But um, if you're a fan of any of their other albums, I mean, I would say definitely listen to it. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just, um, you know, it's um, it's some old dudes uh, trying to hang on. And, you know, sometimes that works. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's uh, 
it doesn't. And uh, like I said, I've been kind of losing interest on it gradually uh, for about the eighth or ninth listen. So um, there was that. But like I said, yeah, if you're a fan of this band or, you know, any new wave of British heavy metal bands uh, still putting out albums, uh, except for Def Leppard, uh, I would say uh, give it a listen. At least um, probably you might uh, find more enjoyment out of it than I have been on uh, later listens. But um, So, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Uh, hopefully uh, something I recommend will, uh, you know, be your album of the year or, you know, runner-up or something. And you can uh, find something that you can really enjoy and sink your teeth into. And uh, as always, guys, uh, stay safe, stay heavy. Uh, thank you, Mark, for giving me time on the Metal Forge podcast. And as always, uh, stay heavy and keep the heavy metal flame lit. You know, man, like, I am, like, not a big fan of, like, band members doing solo albums. I mean... Obviously, it worked for people like uh, the members of KISS when they did theirs because they were still in KISS, but like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was like a, it was like, I dedicate these to you guys, you know, kind of, kind of stuff, you know? And it's cool, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm just, the only one as, as of recent years that I've really been interested in was the Record Store Day release of Portals by Kirk Hammett. Because I really think it was, it's really well written, and I, you know, for composition wise. And it's, you know, if you're a Kirk fan, it's just a classic Kirk jam. And, and I like it. But, like, for, for the most part, I, I mean, I just don't, I don't dig a lot of uh, just solo stuff from people anymore. I don't know why. I just, you know, it's just not me. But, but anyways, it's cool. Whatever, you know. So let's go ahead and check in with Van City, and this is off of the new album, reflecting the shadows. This is cycle. <laughs>
right metal heads. Uh, May is like a month of firsts for for the Metal Forge here. Not only have we had, you know, we're going to have our first Russian band on the Metal Forge this month, but it's also uh, a thing of V's this month because this week we have Vansidian from Finland on the Metal Forge. And today is a super special day because... Today is the release date of their new album, Reflecting the Shadows. <laughs> Dudes, what's going hello. on? All right, yeah, hello, guys. Actually, today is not the day we're releasing. Yeah, but is- but by the time this <laughs> drops, it will be right. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, we talk into it. the. Everybody knows we talk into the future here in in the Metal Forge, because you know yeah. everything is just so bright. You know. Uh, it's just like we have to we have to record episodes these days because so many bands out there that kick ass and are just like ready to go and it's just like I I'll have to fit it in man come on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my mistake from the start so before we get too too crazy and started here who do I have with me well um, you have uh, well, I can start yeah. <laughs> you have you have here I'm the lead vocalist of Man City and then, uh, I write all the lyrics to the songs as well. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Matti, I'm the lead guitarist and I write, uh, I compose all the music, at least at the moment, for the band. Yes. Okay, hell yeah, awesome. <laughs> so we have Maddie and Yua, how are you all doing today, man? Ah, we're doing good, actually. It's it's free day for me. Of course, some band related stuff happening happening as always. And but other than that, taking it easy. I went. It has been a nice weather in Finland, believe it or not. Oh yeah, sun has been sh- <laughs> sun has been shining. So I was, I was outside and actually went for a little jog there, and so it was really good. Some exercise to be done as well, so not just sitting on front of the computer all the time. Definitely, yeah. See here, in I'm I'm just around Louisville, Kentucky, and on the day that we're recording this, it's been raining all day. So, and I always like thunderstorms and stuff because I can sleep like crazy in them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's nice to get a change because you know usually here we barely get a springtime at all. It usually goes from winter straight into summer, where it's like 95 degrees Fahrenheit or more. And it's like, oh, and it's so yeah. humid here all the time. So, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I need to find somewhere else. <laughs> but, it, you know, after 40 years, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of here, I think. <laughs> Understandable. So, Reflecting the Shadows, the new album. Yeah. Uh, tell me about it. What was your process with it? Matti, you can go ahead. Uh, well, uh, uh, well, the process has been quite long, <laughs> actually. So, like, first ideas and demos go way, way uh, to the start, actually, when I started playing guitar. So, <laughs> some things have already been in, the, in my head, like, 15 years ago. So it's nice to finally get some of those ideas and things out. But when the band, when we actually get the band and started to record the album, it was, we took it slowly and steady. We didn't want to hurry anything. So that's why we 
have been only releasing singles before the album and after the four singles we i think we had figured out how all the recording process works and what we need to work on as musicians and how the uploading the music to the audience and stuff worked so uh it was long but still fun process mostly done by home recording but the drums are recorded at the studio with the help of our friends and mixing and mastering has been also done by professionals we didn't have the we don't have the <laughs> talent to do that and it's better to leave it for professionals definitely no i totally get that and it so with the band starting it says here on the metal archives in um 2017 so correct so other than the pandemic you know it it seems like you know you all really took time and care into curating an album you know because the first singles didn't come out until 2021 so four years after the fact now were you all already playing live shows and stuff in like 2017 18 and 19 well uh, from I, I wasn't in any band at that point when we started one city okay we were it just uh, it was <laughs> a moment a quickly moment in a party actually we just uh, spoke with our bass player Yuri that it would be nice to be in a band and from a joke it uh, we had first rehearsal next weekend okay so, and we were only a four piece at the moment at that moment and i think we rehearsed for a year or something and then we started to think that we definitely need a singer because i didn't want to do it and i sucked at it so <laughs> we needed to figure out a singer and i remembered juha from uh, some student parties from a few years back and we contacted <laughs> him and he was eager to join join and that's why the process has been uh, quite long and as i said we didn't want to hurry anything and uh, juha had some experience with bands so he knew something and he had things to offer on the table for us. But we all four were basically just newbies in the band scene. I had some uh, band bra- background when I was 15 years old and stuff, but nothing uh, bigger than that because we wanted something big out of this. So we didn't want to rush things, basically. Definitely. That See, that's... You know, like you said, you know, you you took the time to find the the right people to do the job. You didn't just throw people together and have to replace somebody within a year or or two. And then, of course, you know, I'm sure the pandemic really slowed things down a lot more because then you're with being on lockdown that you know you couldn't you couldn't really get together to practice or anything like that. So I guess you're, you're doing like what everybody did then. And, and I say it like it's such a long time ago, but it really does feel like a long time ago at this point that where you just, um, 
send each other digital tracks and stuff and say what what do you think of this or do you do you think you can put lyrics on it <laughs> is that what is that what you all kind of had done well it was like that also before the pandemic also oh, okay. like but uh, the pandemic affected more on the shows like we we really wanted to start to play more shows and and then the pandemic happened so that that's uh, it have uh, affected more on the shows but the album process had already started basically before the pandemic all the songs were uh, demoed and most of the lyrics were done so then we decided to focus more on the album. Okay. Yeah, we just we just needed to learn the songs. <laughs> <I'll be> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, which is kind of how it how it how it works, you know. So yeah. with the singles that have come out in 2021 and 2022, have you remixed and remastered those to to the rest of the album? So it's so people are not getting the same thing when it, when the album comes out. Yes, we have done done that, and we have actually recorded some new vocals there as well. So there are some couple of new new things going on, even even the old songs. Nice. So it's not not only mixing and mastering, but of course that has been done as well. But there are some new vocal lines on the choruses and stuff like that. So it's going to be great. Definitely. See, I think that's a. For me, as a as an artist, as a musician myself, I think that is the only acceptable time that, like, yeah. you can you know you can ever release a song twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that if you true. actually take it and it's like a like a a first pass or a demo version and it's labeled as such, it's like, and then when yeah. the actual album comes out, you know the the polishing is there or whatever you need to do to it is different. So you're not just like selling the exact same song a second time, you know. Yeah. That's not like a greatest hit. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. It's not the compilation album. It's it there. We have still some new new tricks in the old songs as well. So definitely, I'm really. It has been really nice to hear those now now mixed and mastered again. How they yeah. work even better now. Right, that's that's what I was going to bring up is it it seems like it would be such a better thing to you know to when you change certain lyrics. Like and I do that live now. So yeah. for me I cannot obsess over changing a song, you know, like if I'm going to reissue an album of ours that say man it would really be nice to say that word here instead of this word and i but i won't yeah. go back and re-record it either i'll just do it in the live version yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that i totally get what you're saying is to like to hear the idea of what you heard when the song originally was in your head when you first wrote it yeah. to make it to that point it, it it's kind of like uh uh, all the edits in Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all the edits in Star Wars <laughs> that everybody hates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good reference. <laughs> right. It's the. Uh, we are huge Star Wars fans it, with Matt <laughs> Oh, you are? Nice. Yeah, so that yeah. would be great. You all would love Jason from uh, the Heavy Metal Wasteland segments here on the Metal Forge. He and I do a yeah. podcast together called The Mudhorn, and it's about. Okay. Uh, 
it's about real nerdism type stuff like Star Wars, Predator, you know, 80s horror, 80s action movies. Oh my God. Okay. You have to invite us there as well. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's strictly a video cast. So oh God, we, yeah. we upload, we've only done a few episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's fun because uh, we just released an episode a few weeks back over the Mandalorian season three, and Ooh, okay. and we have a, a music guest on there who is also a huge Star Wars fan. So right, I will definitely right. send you all the link to it. <laughs> now I insist that you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right, and I'm just kind of sitting there because Johnny just goes off, and I'm like, whoa, okay, cool, man, let's go, and I'm just like along for the ride on this one. So, <laughs> all right. so yeah. I also want to talk about some cool stuff really fast because I love artwork for albums. I think it is such an amazing thing that. You know, you don't just have a plain white or black sleeve that, mm -hmm. you know, we as artists say, all right, this this artwork looks really cool, and I think it would go great with my music. Mm -hmm. So looking at the, you know, the single covers from Stormweaver, Code of Shame, Suppressed with Light, The Hunt, you know, The Cycle, and then to the actual album. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's totally rad. And, and do you all outsource this, or does somebody in the band do it? Uh, Yuha, Yuha did all the single artwork, so he, he should get all the credits for that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm a graphic designer by trade, so... So that, that eliminates a big I'm, thing. That eliminates a big uh, expenditure, I'm sure. Yes. In, unless you charge That's the band for it. <laughs> <laughs> helps a lot. Helps a lot that we don't have have to you know buy that much outside sources. But the album cover is made by artist Samuel Santos. Okay. And I have yeah. So the if you can see, you have the reflecting the shadows album art that has been created by Samuel. So and I have and just, yeah yeah. So that's totally awesome. And it, it harkens back to the like the world of Warcraft meets Conan the Barbarian and Masters of the Universe and all nice. of that stuff. Which <laughs> which I absolutely I love. I mean I have I have an Orco tattoo, I have an Evil Lynn tattoo. And, nice. you know, so I totally am I'm totally in, in the know with with it. I love it. But like I love the it, it's it's super detailed, so I it leads me to believe that it's not an actual painting of it. But it's a it, it's a digital painting, yeah, I think. It's so. a digital yeah. painting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is still, though, is like, wow. And then it looks like, you know, during this whole time, too, you updated the the logo, you know, from yes. the cycle uh, single to the actual album. Yeah, the cycle single is actually a kind of a transition, as you can see, maybe. Right. If you take the early singles, they are like uh, digital art like photo compilations, that's what I do. I'm good at those kind of shit. And then when we got the Samuel's real artwork and in the cycle single, we bring up something new already, the new logo, and the transition is there, and then the album art comes and we want to 
go to that direction at, at the moment. So. Right. Oh, for sure. See, and I love the hunt. Uh, cover. Nice. I mean, the, the, it's it's like it it it's like my personal, you know, like the whole like the dark side, you know. It's the yeah, yeah. you know, it's the Sith and it's like Skeletor and it's the Snake Man and Hordak <laughs> and and all of the uh, Cobra. It's the it's the '80s villains all tied into one on there, you know, because you've yeah. got the lightning and the red and the black and um. Have you mm-hmm. ever thought about going? This is me being an artist side of things. Right. So, like on my fir- on my the first few albums, uh, I've went back and did like a like a ten year anniversary uh, reissue where I've pot where I've changed the album artwork just a little bit. Have you ever thought about doing that with the older? Uh, the the older single covers where you've switched to the new logo and and like put it on there. Ah, huh, that's a good thing. I haven't, I haven't thought about it before. So, so <laughs> now it's going to show up. <laughs> now, now I started to think about it, but I, I think they I like serve, the old logo their too. Time. I like the I, old I logo as well. Yeah. But to me, yeah. it, it kind of feels like a like a like a doom band, like a stoner doom or doom groove band or something like that. Yeah, that was the first idea, but then. Then we wanted to go more more that we wanted to express that old school heavy metal style a bit, as you can see, and it also relates to some computer games. Some people have found, you know, Doom, the video game logo mm-hmm. from there, and whatever. So it's it has been really good good change so far, at least. Well, and and, and that's something too, like what you had mentioned a minute ago was the cycle single artwork to the actual album artwork it's the transition period where you have the warrior on the cover of the cycle single with some digital like matrix effects in the background with the with the numbers and like the line code type stuff yes that was the idea yeah see that's that's cool because i i like a concept cover whether or not the album itself ties together in every single song like a concept album, but I like throwing like the Easter eggs in, like you know, like yeah. something like that, you know, where yeah. the single covers could tell part of the story of what's going on on the actual album. Yeah, that is true. That's what I had in mind because we've already decided, and I already knew what the album art was going to be, and the new logo was ready. And we, I started in that sense. I wanted to promote the new visual style, style already there, and that's why it had that kind of transition from the earlier single styles. So it has the digital background, but it has the drawn hero character mm-hmm. there already figuring out that. So it's it's hinting some, giving some clues clues about the album art as well already. So definitely. And you know, and plus, you know, I'm a big fan of like greens and stuff. So. <laughs> so this is like really like oh man because it, it just looks I don't know it, it kind of reminds me of like a like Boris Vallejo and you know stuff like the sword and sorcery films of the 80s like Red Sonja yeah. and like the like when like uh, the Conan stuff where you know you have like the Boris Vallejo covers on those and some yeah. of that weird like that weird like sword and sorcery b-movie stuff you know not i know i I mean and and it's awesome i dig it like 
I dig it a lot. So when doing the album, you know, I understand my process of doing it and how you all had taken your time to do it. When did you all actually start the, not just the singles, but the actual album process or like, okay, so we've got these nine songs. We need to, we need to do these. We need to put these out. When did you, when did you come across that moment? Mati, you can say probably this. Uh, well, I don't know exact moment when we decided that now we need to start to record the whole album. But I think from the very first, like from the very first rehearsal when you had joined, we all agreed that we wanted we want to do music and release music with this band and try to get try to be something more than just some hobby carriage band. So <laughs> we had the eager to release album from that point on. But the actual decision that now we start to record was when we started to record Storm Beaver. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it came piece by piece, actually. Though we had all the songs for the album ready actually or most of them at least yeah yeah we had we i think everything was written like every yeah. song was written already we had the whole but, album written down but we started just rehearsing and recording them piece by piece i suppose and that's how the process went yeah definitely definitely now you <laughs> all have some shows coming up here as well you've got one on may 27th uh, and a couple through June and one in July. Yeah. So now, obviously, because of, I don't know, how is travel for you guys? I mean, do you all just go? I mean, obviously, you all just jump in or just going to jump in a van and go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, what we're going to do. Yeah. I guess, I guess what I should ask is, how cl how close to you is the is the proximity of shows that you're doing? Well, the first one we're gonna have in a couple of weeks actually is in north of Finland, so quite quite far away. It's in Rovaniemi, so so it's like eight hours of driving. So oh, it's quite wow. far away. Yeah, that's gonna be the furthest trip during this summer, at least for now. Let's see if more gigs come up, but. That's that's where we're gonna start in Rovaniemi, so that's gonna be a nice journey <laughs> wow. to drop by in the north. Wow! In the so, <laughs> so like I said, we record this in the future, so by the time this uh, this uh, episode drops, that'll have been yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that'll be yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> wow! So that isn't that's an eight hour drive. Yeah, at least we're gonna be super tired after that when we come back the next day. So <laughs> now, do you all drive? Yeah, I think we, we we all have a driver's license, so we can all drive. Okay, because see, I know easier. I know in some places, uh, a lot of people don't drive because there's no need for it because there's <clears throat> the public transportation is so well. So I didn't know if if Finland is that way as well. We have a good pu public transportation, but you can't get the, your gear so well right. anywhere. So. We we were lucky. We 
we got a one big car that we all fit into with our gear. Nice. So it's so it's really nice. We don't have to you know rent anything. More costs, you know. We're a small band. We don't get that much money out of gigs. So right. Everything everything that we can get from friends or relatives or whatever, it's it's a bonus. So so. <clears throat> In the, I know the exchange rate might be uh, something different here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to the the Google exchange rate here. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I guess I wanna, nowadays dollar is the same as euro, quite the same. Uh, it's pretty close. So yeah. So you're so you're on the euro system, and it, yes. it's a dollar twelve. So all right. Uh, because we still have vastly different economies, though, like uh, like gallons versus liters of gas and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, about what is the going rate for an independent band show there? Oh, uh, you mean how much we get paid, or <laughs> yeah, no, not ex- you know, just like a roundabout. Is it like a hundred euros? Is it a, is it five hundred euros? I mean, is it's it totally? It totally depends. Usually, it is actually that kind of. Uh, it's depending on how many tickets do we sell. Okay. So that's yeah. You know, so it's it, the it's a you do a door have, You know, basic basic salary that you get a couple of hundred euros or something. But sometimes, like like in Rovaniemi, mean, we were, we were lucky, and that's why we we're going there because we got you know fixed salary there. Mm. So it's really good. We get our gas money back, so that's why we are able to go there. Definitely. Otherwise, it would it would cost us shitloads of money to go there. Definitely, so yes. We wouldn't go even there if it's if we didn't know that we get some money out of it. So right. So that's and that's a thing. and that's a one off show. So you're gonna you're yeah. not doing like you're not do, splitting the drive to do a and show no, the night before and the night after. We were trying to get another show in northern of Finland, but. No, it didn't didn't happen. So it's just one show and then back. So okay, so yeah, uh, yeah I mean that that's cool because you know you so you you pretty much do the same thing of what we do over here in America. You've got a door split pretty much. It's like and and yeah. and, and and what is it uh, five to ten euros for people to get in or yeah something like that yeah and, yeah. and see it's five ten dollars um, the same uh for local shows you know and and everybody yeah. knows how much i hate saying the word local on the show so <laughs> so i did it there everybody i did it uh, uh there you do but yeah definitely so i mean the exchange rate it it's definitely interesting now because like used to be it used to be worse it was like a dollar sixty uh yeah uh, American dollars for for like the euro or the pound or whatever, and now it's like so close, and yes. but still like just because they're close in the exchange rate does not at all mean are the cost recoup methods or would ever be the same because like there's still so much things that each per each band would have to do whether if you came to America or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our american friend bands like high spirits and savage master and you know midnight and those bands do when they go to europe and play have to do the same stuff you know you know you're just taking a guitar for the most part that is true because you know you're you're taking your guitar because none of the the plugins work the same now (laughs) 
is that a is that a thing in the other Euro, is like the other European countries that you've been to you all have the same like kind of power supplies yeah, that, like the same plugins on everything yeah that's that's a good thing we have most of the Europe has the same plugins and same same kind of stuff so it's it's easier that way so yeah. it, I've never been to like Asia or Japan so I wonder if theirs is the same way because if theirs is the same way as yours we're just the bastards <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess Japan has to, has different different you know plug blogs as well of course they do I think so and, and Britain as well mm. but Great Britain has different stuff as well but they are out of the EU, so <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. They different stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so they changed it all just to just. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah! So awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to getting my copy of the album. Just to you know, excellent. I love listening to new bands and turning people on to new bands such as yourselves, because right. you know. Metallica just released an album a month ago and mm -hmm. where I am a huge Metallica fan you know and with the way they drew their inspiration from bands like Angel Witch and mm -hmm. Diamond Head who were small bands you know our size bands then that yeah. they had heard of and see that's where you know that's where I draw my my music taste from these days is like yeah metallica anthrax slayer megadeth you know the uh, forbidden uh, testament death angel they're all great bands you mm -hmm. know they're all great <clears throat> bands don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but there's still so much more out there and yeah. the the new wave of uh traditional heavy metal um you know the new wave of new thrash metal and now I've recently heard this new movement of the new wave of Russian heavy metal oh really I don't even know yeah <laughs> and it's crazy because All like right. that was because there's not a big Russian influence into the into the metal scene these days so they were like well you know we're not really or it's like the first wave or something is what they're called because it's like yeah. there was not a an original wave of russian heavy metal so they've got their own influence and everything and it's it's totally rad but yeah, yeah there's just so much more out there and thank you all for doing that you know thank you all for like <laughs> yeah. being you know some being awesome about it <laughs> and and putting out great music is what i'm saying yeah, yeah, it's Thanks. it's always fun to find some new new bands and new new music, and it's it's like you said also, it's really inspiring to find find something new and maybe have some influences here and there. So you never know. Definitely, definitely. So I'm gonna tra uh, transfer over here to the right. segment that I am calling now derailed. And derailed is five random questions from interview decks that I have that, okay. you know, answer them to the best of your ability and whatever it sparks, it sparks. If it, if it leads into an hour and a half long conversation, everybody, I am <laughs> not sorry because that's, that's how it is around here. Or awkward silence. I don't know. Or <laughs> awkward silence. Absolutely. It's, but, but it's five random questions. Um, so question one is 
do you think human potential is capable of anything? Yes. 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 <laughs> I think so, yeah. Good one. Good save, Monty. Okay. So so just a yes for, for Maddie there. <laughs> well, at <laughs> least... Finland. <laughs> yeah. I think at least as a physical aspect, I think human is capable of lots of things and lots of extreme things. And I think... Like also their brain brain capacity is something that I think humans are not use, using as much as we could maybe right. But what, what uh, was that? That was an Einstein um, quote or something that you know the the average human uses like what like ten percent of their brain. Ten percent, yeah. And the, if like, we awesome. ever were able to harness. And use a hundred percent of a uh, of our neural net that we would be uh, we would be energy mm -hmm. or something like that. That's yeah, that, yeah. That actually reflects to <clears throat> Van Zidian's first single, "The Stormweaver," a bit. You know that that's about the person actually being or feeling like being, you know, human lightning or just energy. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's about the lyrics. Lyrics of the Stormweaver actually is talking about something about human potential and being that kind of just a ball of energy or ball of lightning or that kind of stuff. So some person is feeling. But on the other other sense, it's it's about maybe, or the listener has to decide maybe if it's even a sickness or a cure or what that kind of thing. Is it a you know, you never know. How how do you think about it? So it's a curse or a blessing? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm just a bonehead metalhead. <laughs> uh, question two, and and I'm going to preface this one because I th this is a deck that was just added to the database, and I'm like, do I really want to ask any of those questions? And you guys are the are the uh, the guinea pig, and I'm going to ask this one to you: Is which beetle do you think would be the hardest to get along with? Oh, and Pete Best is not an answer. <laughs> so, uh, John, Paul, George, and Ringo, who would suck? Who would who would always be fighting with you? Well, based on the cup, uh, the show in the I think it's in Disney Plus. I have watched it a little bit, yeah. where they have recorded the rehearsals back in the day. Based on that, I think maybe it would be uh, George. Like, okay. really? <laughs> yeah. See, but I how, haven't got to see that yet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> Um, but on the other hand, it would be also like George would be the best to get along, and the others are the not so <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> I haven't watched it uh, entirely, but based on that, I mean, if I have to choose now, I would say George. <laughs> but yeah, George, it. though, like, <clears throat> see... And it, to me, it seems like George probably, and I've never seen the the documentary that you're talking about that Peter Jackson had done, um, but it but it's like nine hours long. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it because it's in like it's like two three and a half parts and one like two and a half part. So it's like really oh. it's like the Lord of the Rings and the Beatles, um, <laughs> is really what it is, and. But it seems like after the fact, George kind of mellowed out, you know, when he was really, you know, when when he was doing solo stuff. So maybe that's, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe there's something to that. George is responsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, question three is, what one skill or trait do you feel is imperative to be successful. Uh, being humble. Just, oh, sorry. Be, I said being humble is one, I guess, at least. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that because yeah. we can all look at like TV these days and see absolute jackasses who, you know, who are super fucking rich and everything, but but they they're not liked by a lot of people that is true yeah <laughs> that is true yeah so good answer Matti. humble it's yeah good. like the skills skills can get you i guess as far as you can imagine but if you are asshole yeah. no one wants to hang out with you or see Work you anywhere you. so yeah that is true Definitely. What what about you, Yuha? Yeah, I was thinking hard to say just one one thing, but of course, hard working. That's one thing because we are we are a small small band, still underground band, so we have to do everything in our power to get get our music heard by as many people as possible. So it's up to us as well if we if we wanna wanna get somewhere from that garage you know so yeah it's all part of the hustle right yeah and and you know sharing everything you know sleeping two or three hours a night because you're up sharing <laughs> yeah. stuff and remixing stuff yeah it's it's yeah you it is hard work and it is being yeah and, yeah yeah and nowadays the social media you have to be you have to be in there as well oh yeah so not many people like it but <laughs> yeah i remember it, it, like Hard work and contacting persons and bands to go gigs with and gig places and bars and venues and you know shit loads of work for sure yes absolutely yeah. um so that was third question fourth question yeah. is do you believe that large-scale conspiracies are even possible or is it too unlikely that everyone involved would be able to keep the secret That's a good one. I, as a huge X Files fan, I love the conspiracy the- theories, but maybe I've grown a bit out of it, out of it nowadays. Uh, so I, I maybe I, I have to say now that I don't, I don't believe that it could be kept secret nowadays, at least. Right. Maybe in the old days, before internet, it was possible to hide something but of course the truth is really really hard to be found because now there are so much of the information so right now there's so but much it, it's somewhere there i believe that it's out there <laughs> it, it is out there, the truth uh, is out there. <laughs> but like but not only is there so much information i especially with the way the internet has like blown up over the last 20 years 
there is yeah. so much disinformation also. That is true. You know, that's one of my things of why I really hate social media. Uh, I'm only on it because I have to promote my band and, and the metal same forge. Thing, same thing. And, like, because I dated... Um, this girl and she did not have a Facebook page, did not want to be mentioned on Facebook, didn't want pictures yeah. on there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to like get, I'm going to go away from Facebook. And I was, go, I was away for like six years, even like okay. a couple of years after our relationship had ended, I still wasn't on Facebook. And yeah. then like when I got back on, it was so crazy because like, there was so much that was different in this, in like the the music scene here, and people that you knew beforehand. You know, it's just like six years. That like, it's like holy crap, that person passed away. Or yeah, it's and, quite it, a long time. Yeah, but my biggest complaint with it at this point is like, it people view it as a news source. It's like, well, I saw on Facebook. It's like that's your problem. I mean, and yeah. the media is biased, but like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's um, hard to hard to sometimes trust even the media. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, out of conspiracy theories, what what was your what was your favorite one to research? Oh uh, well, of course, like I mentioned, X Files. So, I love the UFO stuff. Right. I, I love the yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was younger, I was I was looking everything I could find from UFOs when I, when X Files hit in the nineties, and still in still in two thousand, you know, I was I was crazy about that shit. I was you know checking maps where where the sightings have been, you know, in Finland, and I was planning to travel there and shit like that. So Dude, I was crazy awesome, about though. I mean, hey, yeah, I was crazy about it at the time, but and I still love those kind of you know movies and series about. Well, UFO stuff and abductions and shit like that. But I actually started started with a friend watching X Files again because it's been like many years since I watched it, and now it's on Disney Plus. So I've been re we started to rewatch it. So <laughs> right, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> that's that's awesome, uh, Maddie. What about you? What what can do you think large scale scale conspiracies are even possible? Uh, I truly believe that they have been in the past at least right but but maybe less nowadays because there's so much information that you can uh, search and check up things are they true or not but also there's the false information also right and about the conspiracy theories i i have tried myself like when i was younger I I really was fascinated about the uh, that you play records backwards and you can hear satanic messages or different messages. Right. I dig into that uh, a little bit, but actually it got me got me a bit scared that my, what I might hear from this or uh, is this really true? True that there are some messages, so I stopped <laughs> doing that, so I don't mess mess up my mind. And the <laughs> other was actually about the Beatles. That uh, is is Paul McCartney dead mm, or not? Yeah. <laughs> and that also got me a bit like uh, chills 
in me and I was like, oh no, I can't dig into this even anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have a guy that at my day job that I work with and he he was a uh like a product of the 60s kids, you know, like where he was just, you know, like he grew up his teenage years and early 20s in the in the 60s. So and it's so cool because, like, I am such a fan of, like, music from all around that time period as well. The Doors, the Beatles, the Stones, Jimi Hendrix, you know, Janis Joplin, all of those bands, uh, CCR. And, like, he'll come up and he'll be like, you know, I actually saw The Doors uh, back in 1967 at... Uh, the the Kentucky State Fairgrounds. I'm like, what? Come on! Nice. Yeah. And, and we talked about the other day about the. He's like, he's like, you know what the walrus is, right? <laughs> and and telling me, I was like, yeah, it's got to do with you know uh, what they call a dead body or something, right? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, that's the reason why it's like I am the walrus. Is Paul's dead? And it's like, oh Jesus, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently they found a lookalike walking down the street and picked him up and and then that's also when they miraculously stopped touring and and stuff too. Yeah. Because they were recording. Yeah, so it's a big conspiracy theory as well. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on. But that we would need another <laughs> we would need another uh nine and a half hours, uh, Alla Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um so I have one more question, but before we get right. to it, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go find these guys on uh, Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram. Uh, the Metal Archives are always shared in the links as well, so that will have a uh, an in-depth detail of the things that they've put out, the album singles, and then it'll have links to all of their stuff as well. Um, do you guys have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Shout uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess not. Ah, do we have do we have Matty something. Oh, uh, frozen at the moment. So yeah, I, I nothing comes in my mind now. Oh, um, see, <laughs> that dude. That's how it goes. I could I could give I could give a shout out to my girlfriend who uh, keeps up with me. Uh, <laughs> he he doesn't lose his mind when I sometimes play. <laughs> guitar all day or blast music all day and he, he uh, she she really uh, is with me in this music thing she she wants to help right on the, the whole band she she that actually manages some of our social media and that is true stuff, so so big shout out to her for yeah uh, handling the stuff and handling me <laughs> <laughs> She's part of the band as, in a way as well. So yeah, the, like the fifth Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have been joking around that I'm John and you are Yoko. Okay, oh. well, there are limits. <laughs> oh, there are limits, <laughs> dude. That's the that's the that's worst. A bad one. That's the oh man. But it's of, co of course it's a joke. But I, I like that's to harsh, it time though. to time. Uh huh. Them's fighting words. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, scared. that's that's wow. Now I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I there is a video, and 
I'll try to share it on the Metal Forge uh, Facebook page of where Chuck Berry, John Lennon, and Yoko Ono are playing together with like I don't know who's playing with whose band or whatever. Oh, but yeah, she's I, I know just what like caterwauling yeah. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck Berry looks like he's gonna have a stroke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I have seen that. I know exactly what surfing. <laughs> and, and his face like immediately changes as soon as she starts, and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think she. Uh, so like that that was, that's an episode idea right there. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, <laughs> famous Yoko Ono's of history in music because there is Yoko Ono and there's Sharon Osbourne and uh-huh. you, you know so just go down the list of, and see how many how many people are <laughs> oh, that's a good one <laughs> that's uh, a good one uh, instead of like the real housewives of Hollywood the real Yoko Ono's <laughs> of the music scene <laughs> oh no now i started something really yes you I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna regret this now yeah yeah and i because i am totally writing this down so <laughs> final question of the day for me is what do you do to support your emotional well-being oh good well other than other than music music also helps uh, helps at least I've, I've found that I'm, I'm really happy that we have one city and that that you can you can bring out your feelings out on the gigs and even in the rehearsals as well. But other than music, like I said, it's good to do something else as well during your day. So go go outside for a walk or running for a while and to do not just sit in front of the, front of the computer because my day job is also sitting mm-hmm. in front of the computer so so it's good good to go out, outside and do something totally different some sports or something like that definitely find something to to uh vary your schedule very you know de- find something that lets you decompress yeah totally hell yeah i totally agree with that totally yeah. do maddie what about you uh what do you do to support your emotional well-being? Well, the music, I guess it's the biggest biggest thing to keep my mind uh, straight. But I also, I have been doing sports my whole life. And well, nowadays I don't do any sports, but I still, I go to gym like regularly. So that is like something I I can't take away from my life if if i couldn't do any any kind of exercise or sports i would lose my mind that's like that's the second thing after the music music that gives yeah. my Matis, our band he-man <laughs> i i used to be 10 years ago but now it's not that it not, i'm not that fit anymore but <laughs> yeah you are but music music sports and of course i need to Take my Yoko here again. That the girlfriend <laughs> gives my mind also like clear, and and bunch of video games. That's that's uh, right on. That's something has that has been from childhood with me, and even when I'm seventy, I will still play video games no matter what. Okay. Same here. Same here. That is right. 
See, in my video games, I never, I never upgraded past like Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> so like that's where I'm at, man. That's like the the I did have a GameCube and and all of that, but like I'm just like I love uh NES classic games. Still to this yes. day, I love Metroid. I love Super Mario 3 and The Legend of Zelda and The Adventure of Link. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, doing the video games, doing the classic uh video games is totally my thing, so. Yeah, that's our thing as well. I collect retro games myself. I have also an Nintendo 8-bit, 8-bit, and some old old computers oh, in wow. my house. So, yeah. You know, it it, it sucks so, because in the computer world, you can't really play these games on computers today because they're just so like the the operating systems have changed so much. You know, at least yeah. with like the Nintendo Switch. You can you don't have to like buy that three hundred dollar copy of of uh, Metroid, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> now. Are you crazy with it? Do you do like? Do you have like U.S. versions and and like like European versions and like different stuff like that? Matti, I guess you do have at least. Well, uh, <laughs> not, not not really. My my goal oh. is just to like get the physical one. It doesn't matter which region it is. Okay. Well, of course we like I collect eight bit NES also, but I have modded my NES so I can play if they are from America, uh, uh, North yeah, America. America or, yeah. yeah, same here. My Nintendo is the same. It's it's been modded. But you I know, just <clears throat> I just want it as a physical one. But yeah. but the Switch is also really great that for example like you can play the old school games if you don't own them. You can actually play them on a console right. and not some emulator on a PC. Yeah. But when I have maybe someday when I have enough money, I will pl- uh, buy all my favorite games as a physical ones. Are you gonna end up buying the uh, the Nintendo the Nintendo World Championships cart? <laughs> the well, the one that's like thirty five thousand dollars or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, that's not on my wish list. So no, <laughs> mine either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool idea. Yeah, but now. <laughs> And there's something yeah. like only like five of them or something like that. It's yeah, and you can always buy the separate games which are included in that card. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Fun. Definitely. Dudes, thank you all so much. Maddie, Yuha, thank you so much for coming into the Metal Forge this week. This has been awesome. I have had an awesome time talking with you guys um, on the new album, Reflecting the Shadows. What do you want to play out today? Ooh, tough one. Uh, should we play something new that no one well, has heard before? Well, I I would suggest the title track, of course. I would suggest that reflecting oh, the awesome. shadows. Yeah. See, and and I was honestly hoping you were gonna go for that because nice. I love like really long songs. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is just over eight minutes for you. This is the title track 
from Vincidians reflecting the shadow.
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. <laughs> 